This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to sink the slipper. Aussies, pull them up and pack on down for another blast of bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky cod, H.G. Yes, uh, TF mate, Cedric. S. Ben Sump, A.O. torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the power, the grunt, the passion and the poke of the sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand H.Q. And in breaking news from our charity partners, and this will surprise a lot of people, the Blinker Knights of Balaclava, the, uh, those knights, they've developed their own COVID vaccine. It's a Terps and milk-based product, and it'll be available to all Australians, no matter who they support. Minister of Health and former Minister of Sport, Hart, says the uh, knights, this is a quote, have made the breakthrough we've all been waiting for. They're the only ones to put two and two together and come up with 22. And then he added a little bit, which I think is the sting in the tail. Now divide that by two and what have you got? Well, you do the maths, was his comment. Can I give you a bit of a leg up? If you divide 22 by two, you get 11. That does your head in, doesn't it? Big raps there from Minister Hollywood-bound tradies, job keepers and job seekers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side in the footy season 2020 for another blast of boot. Buffs, right-thinking patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims and mad football freaks, H.G. Nelson opening the blindside dig for another set of seven. What a week! What an incredible a week of hope! I don't know if you've encountered hope before. It's spelled H-O-P-E, hope. It always brings a sort of tear to my eye and I love to the throat. You can probably hear me now addressing the idea of hope. I hadn't thought of hope. I thought hope was dead. I thought it was gone. But I dug it up in my backyard on the weekend and now it was a week of hope. Hope for everyone. Hope for everybody everywhere. It was just a week of old-fashioned hope. And in it was certainly a week when too much board is barely enough. And uh, another great week, chock-a-block full of rugby league nuance. Like many of you, I was thrilled when the bite came back to the greatest game of all. Nuance in rugby league is all teeth. There's no greater nuance in league than sinking the molars into a mate. It's so satisfying. Trouble for officials this week was no teeth were left in Sean's arm when Kev went in for the chew. Teeth would be a dead giveaway and a certain six on the pine for mine. But, uh, you know, he got four. We'll talk a bit, a little bit about that hopefully later in the show. Elsewhere, the Tigers v Dogs. It was a beautifully managed result with the Tigers just getting their tin. Tigers 29, Dogs 28. 22 all at half time, incidentally. A managed result that a lot of younger refs could model their blowing on. Get your head around that as a managed scoreline from, uh, well, que- that one. And the Queensland Country Bank Stadium, not familiar with Queensland Country Bank Stadium as much as I should be. However, the FNQ Cows were 30 last weekend and South Sydney Rabbits 31. Another magnificent managed result. And I've got to say, since managing the results, rugby league has come alive. I mean, it's uh, so much more interesting than a 64-0 blowout. 
Incidentally, can I just broaden the perspective here and say our officials, that is Australian officials, are the best in the world at managing results. It's not just rugby league. Look at these managed midweek gems from last weekend. Shoot shield. Southern Districts 32, Sydney Uni 31. I know, it's just incredible. In AFL, Carlton, 5-10-40, Frio, 5-6-36. Four points, sure, but beautifully managed by those on hand and including a, a score or a kick after the siren that put the Carlton team in front for the first time in the match. I can't remember the last time that happened. Maybe they were ahead for a minute or two at the start of the game, but then Frio dominated. Right up until the last second when the sign went and then Carlton won it. And have you clocked the managing handiwork of our netball tweeters, uh, Sunshine Coast Lightning, 58, Giants, 57. Sure, there were talking points in the show, but feel that score, 58-57. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up Toolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go and to get a go. That's the message. It's an old-fashioned message. It's always the same message. I'm bludging on the blind side. Step up and have a go to get a go. And if you've got something, then get in the queue again for another handout. There's a dozen Krispy Kremes for everyone. All you have to do is ask. Now, well, I'm super excited about this. It's an unprecedented level of excitement. Australians, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who spent this week supervising the production of A Murderer Calls. Many blindsiders have been on the pester asking about the show, eagerly awaiting, awaiting the curtain to go up once we escape the clutches of the COVID lockdown. It's all taking shape. It's all taking shape. Uh, you'll soon get a shifty at the show sets, for instance. Australian tradies, as we know, are the best in the world. And we have 359 of Scott Cam's up-and-comers working 24-7 on the sets of A, murderer's call, a Murderer Calls, uh, including, a, well, they're building a, a life-size replica of the MCG, a special purpose grant of $162 million from the federal government helped uh, with the tradies and supply end of the caper. The great international tenor Jonas Kaufman, many uh, people listening to this show will be familiar with Jonas Kaufman's work. He's taken the title role of Gil the Kill. Uh, the original cast recording has been completed and being mixed as we speak. Uh, I've got to say, this man just rang up Jonas to see if he was interested and he said, AFL, count me in. Those were Jonas Kaufman's words. Hard to imagine in German, obviously, but once I got translated, we were thrilled to bits to have him on board. One tune that's been given the Kaufman polish is the hit song, My Goals Beyond. Let me set the scene. The chorus, represented by... Well, the chorus is the a AFL football's conscience, such as it is, but it's represented by BT, Lingy and Bruce. Obviously not BT, Lingy and Bruce, but people playing the parts of BT, Lingy and Bruce. They're always arguing throughout the whole, you know, four quarters of blood and mayhem, always arguing with the murderer about his crimes and why he does it, but the killer, that is Gil the Kill, breaks free at one stage in the third act, just before the hooter, and he comes down centre stage he gives the audience the evil eye and sings this classic, well, it will become a classic once you hear it, My Goals Beyond, it previews that, well, now remember, of course, previews, we've only had a few people in, you know, COVID protocols, you know, they're sworn to silence, they sign an agreement, I won't, et cetera. I'm allowed to reveal this because I'm part of the show. Anyway, it's a showstopper, My Goals Beyond. Now, I can't sing, but I can give you a flavour of the lyrics. You get the scene, lights come down. The murderer shakes free, BT, Lingy and Bruce, leave me alone, let me do what I want to, etc. There's obviously smoke, you know, footy drop from above, gets the full treatment and Jonas sings, this is the lyric, I have a dream to kill every team. 
When the putty knife goes in, the healing begins. It's a sight for sore eyes when a corpse attracts flies. Though they scream and they shout, look out, look out, the murderers are mate. I still have a dream to kill every team. And, you know, I know it's controversial, but look at the facts. He's achieved all this already. This is not some, you know, invention of our imagination. This is reporting the history of the game in 2020. It's incredible. And the man with his hands full, as MD of a murder calls, his rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blind side bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Funky dude. Yes, thanks <clears throat> very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. Um, it's an extraordinary musical. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It is it an is. extraordinary musical by any measure. Mm. By any measure. And isn't the world calling out for a new musical? And, you know, with the celebration of 75 years from Victory in the Pacific, I heard people say South Pacific. South Pacific, yeah. Well, I love South Pacific. I saw saw South Pacific not so long back. It might have been Teddy Tahu Rhodes. Wow. uh, With little Lisa McCune. Wow. They they were fantastic. God, Australia's got talent, hasn't what? I'm going to watch that man right out of my head. That's the one. Yeah. The big man sat alone, hope high in his heart. His toilet was completed. His life about to start. Harry, <laughs> Harry Bath. I knew who it was. As soon as he started, it's got that <laughs> Bath esque <laughs> smear, doesn't it? <laughs> smear. Yeah, that that's pure Harry. And you know, Harry could have been reaching into the future because I, what he thought of Peter Foster. Peter Foster. Peter Foster. The con man, I use in inverted well, commas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he's, con man. well, he's back in the news. I know. Arrested on a beach? Yeah, arrested on a beach. It might have been Port Douglas. I haven't thought about him in years. No, no, nor have I. No, he should have been further north. You know, he should have been. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't think it through. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Cooktown? Well, maybe. Mm, Although am. Cooktown's a bit small. I'm thinking maybe Cairns. Cairns? And, and you just, you know. Blend in. Blend in. Thank it's you. A, a bad backpacker. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> gee, you've got to take your hat off to the bloke, Peter Foster. I mean, you think, oh, well, it's all been done. Well, yeah, but you can always do it again. It was the bile-in tea that Bile kicked it tea. off. Wasn't it? I love that stuff. Did you lose it, weight with it? I did. Yeah. I lost a hell of a lot of weight because mm-hmm. I followed the directions, you know, on the packet. Don't eat. <laughs> Drink this and yeah, don't eat. and don't eat. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. I'm sure it's something that's just been cooked up. Surely, uh, you know, I, th- I think he might have been, he might have advised, uh, I want to say, Cherie Blair at one stage. I think that's right, the uh, yeah, Tony the, the, Blair's Tony partner. Tony Blair's partner, yeah. Who was the former real estate. PM. Yeah. Real estate, yeah. yeah. he got a right into real estate. Yeah, she hadn't thought about no, it. No, she like. hadn't at all. No. She had no ideas at all, but Foster came in. Mrs Blair. Mm. Have you thought about an apartment? What? <laughs> I've got a few. Now, netball is in chaos. It's she absolute chaos. I oh, don't often agree with Liz Ellis, but I do on this this occasion. I mean, she's calling for... She's root calling and for branch? Ca- root and branch, yes. A royal commission? A royal commission, yeah. I thought a she was calling commission? for Khan, but she's not. She's obviously calling for a root and branch examination and a royal commission. And I'm with her. Uh, in the netball, uh, one of the giants might have been Christiana Manua. He set off twice in a game. <laughs> twice! <laughs> You know, and I, I saw what went on, and you know, I, it's not her go no. illegal play. No, Christiana, Christiana, it's not her go. No, 
sent off twice. Yeah, this the first week. time she was sent off, say, for 10 and allowed yeah, to come back on. That's right. And the second time she was out of the game. Yeah, out of the game completely. And so the team had to play with six. Yes. This was against the Sunshine Coast, it might have been. Terrific. Yeah, that was that managed too. result. Managed, that be, to, yeah, beautifully managed. It went down to the wire. Beautiful. Now, Interpol is now involved in tracking down the trolls of Anthony Seabold, and I'm hoping by the time we get off air, H.G., or before we get off air, we'll have names. Names. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they'd be real rugby, names which or Which rugby Rocky. league players have been trolling because they, they think it's pretty close to home, you know. Yeah. Interpol aren't looking overseas. They're not looking in Indonesia, for no, instance. No, I don't no. think so. I don't think Seabold's a household name. Not. I'm not knocking the bloke, but no, it's no, just no. not a household no, no, name. No. Anyway, hopefully we'll know by the end of the program who's been involved, named and shamed. Uh, now, the Titans have joined the Broncos in this tug-of-love bid to secure the services of Cam Smith. Oh, Cam would be welcome in either camp, wouldn't he? But, but oh, look, my only caution here, XG, is when greats towards the end of their career try to rescue struggling sides, things can come. Remember when it might have been King Wally became, did he become a... Seagull. A seagull. Or a giant. I yeah, it was around that period. It might have been seagull. Yeah, it didn't work. No. It didn't work. And, and no, one was great, no one was greater than King Wally. No one was greater than King Are you Wally. fearful of SBW and uh, the Roosters and, you know... No, I'm not. I, I'm not fearful of SBW at all. I, I think he's going to be a, a dud. Because they they're now not they need other players to go with him, don't they? And now yes. that seems to be their problem is they've got a lot of injuries and so on. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But but uh, but you know, if anyone could defy history, it'd be Cam Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, arguably, the only player ever to be considered, you know, a, a playing immortal, and also uh, arguably on the short list, certainly referee of the year. Now, the Kevin Proctor biting incident yes. to which you alluded, HG, God, it's an odd one. We might try and unpack it a little bit later. But, uh, you know, Sean Johnson, the accuser, you know, I, I don't often agree with Gus Gould, but I do on this occasion. Gus said that he wasn't convinced that Johnson reacted as a player would react if he was genuinely bitten. Now, I've seen players react when they're bitten, and usually it's, oh, where are you? Yeah, because Something you've like that, done but... a bit of biting yourself, haven't you? Aye. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. What happened on Watsford Thank Oval you. stays on Watsford Stays on Watsford. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but I have seen players react to being bitten and it wasn't the way Sean Johnson re- reacted. Sean just sort of pointed his arm and said, mm. you know, what do you think? There's a bit of a mark there. Anyway, anyway, and it's the first occasion in the history of rugby league going all the way back to 1908, first time a player's been set off for biting. Yeah. I find that incredible because no, no, there's been so much biting that. going on. I know. And what happened before? You know, when, when we were playing, we thought biting was legal. <laughs> you know, everyone did it. <laughs> this is I? probably before mouth guards when you can really sink your teeth in. Yeah. Mouth guards have... Oh, Ruined God. biting as an art. They have. Unless you get very lightweight mouth yeah, guards. Yeah, unless you can slip them out before you go in. Yeah. Now, can I ask... This thing about being sent off for 120 years, all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yep. People have been put in the bin for biting before. Is that what's happened? Well, I don't know if they've been put in the bin. I don't think I've seen anyone put in the bin. Usually it comes up much, you know, a couple of weeks later mm. and then they review it. Ah, and say maybe and say, in the 39th maybe, minute mm, yeah, the bite happened. Maybe. 
Now, uh, the Storm, HG, God, they, they look like bad losers, don't they? <laughs> they do, don't they? I mean, it's really... That was, that was shocking behaviour from the, the Storm. And I raised... And beneath, it was beneath them. It was. It was t- completely beneath it them. It was as if Lee Crooks had taken over the coaching yeah. of the Storm. Yeah. And can I raise again, six again? I mean... Yeah. Where'd that come from? I mean, who, well, who that, can follow it? Exactly. That's what I, I mean. I can't follow it. That, they just blow six again and I say, why? Yeah. Or the other way around. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Almost in every tackle from the storm. Why not? Yeah. But uh, the storm have got to look, they've got to regroup and have a bloody good hard look at themselves mm-hmm. because they're not going to win any fans with that sort of behaviour. They're not. They're not. And it's not a good look for rugby league. And I hope Man of Feathers you know, picks up the phone and reaches out to the to uh, storm management that this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable in 2020. Mm hmm. Now, uh, Lion Mitch Robinson, HG, is in the crosshairs for using intemperate language, what's been described as intemperate language. He's accused Tom Lynch of being a wanker. (laughs) Well, it's it's hardly that intemperate, is it, in this day and age? Don't know. Just let that sit there for a little bit. Now, Horn and Zoo, HG, and I think the fight's coming out, it's imminent, Wednesday. Wednesday, yes. 26. Yep, yep, yep. Barring injury. Yep. Townsville, I think it is. Townsville, oh, yes. Shot in the arm it is for Townsville. That now, new rugby league, st- rugby league stadium. Yeah. They've got there. That's right. Now, they've been trading trash talk, HG. Oh, uh, Horn is calling Zoo obnoxious. Oh. <laughs> That's going to get under his skin, isn't it? Obnoxious. Horn is calling Zoo obnoxious. Yeah, and he's going to, quote, teach him a lesson in humility. Jeepers that is trash goodness. talk, isn't it? it? Is. That's really. Yeah, it takes you back to the days of Aussie Joe Bugner. It does. Yeah. That's really lighting the wick there. Now, Zoo has responded. He's not going to take that. He says Horn is finished. Finished. <laughs> and he went on to say he's a wanker. <laughs> and a pelican. <laughs> so the gloves are off. Wow, they'll be. And I'm not cynical about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, they're just talking it up because they want to sell some seats in Townsville. Next week. Well, Give me those maybe. Mm, wanker. Finished. Obnoxious. Obnoxious. Finished. Yeah. Humility. I can, hear the, I can hear people ringing up now, dialing up their yes. online ticket people, Ticketmaster and yeah. so on. Get me involved. Get me involved. Am I allowed to come? I've got, I've got to cross the borders. Can I cross the border? You'll have to phone. Oh, I suppose you have to get in touch with with uh, Premier Palaszczuk yeah. to get a sort of what? special dispensation. Say you're really sick or something. Say, you know, uh, I've got to go because... You know, I've got to go to Townsville because they have that only because there's stuff. a mate there who's a bit sick. Don't mention the fight because you know that's a dead giveaway. The dead giveaway. <laughs> She'd probably say no. Uh, now Rugby Australia HG has thrown its support behind the State of Union concept. I mean, honestly, thrown its support. Thrown its support. Yeah, they, they're it's crying for the, the end. They, aren't they? they are. They, they are. They're just looking for the nearest. They drop. are. They are. They, 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 they're just looking for the exit door. Mm. They can't find it. Mm. That rugby Australia. And, and so they, they're just trapped in, you know, that this labyrinth. perpetual sort yep. of one of those yeah. few revolving doors. That's right. Every so often there's you the think, media you, you there. You think this is it, I'm coming out now, and nope, you're back in. 
Oh, boy. Now, the Sydney Kings have parted the ways with the Opera House logo, HG. Oh, I was very disappointed by this. I was very disappointed. Kings won't be the same without, you know. I mean, you just think, it's not that you consciously think of Utzon or great operas you've seen when you watch the Kings go around, but subliminally. You think Sydney. You think Sydney and subliminally you think, oh, well, I might go and see a show. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they're doing Waiting for Godot or something like that oh, to yeah, make a yeah, play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you know. yeah, there might be something with, you know, maybe little Lisa McCune and... Oh, South Pacific. South Pacific. I'm going to wash that man right out of my head. That's right. Bali High. That's where I saw it. The Opera House. Now, and while I was there, oddly enough, while she was singing, I'm going to wash that hair right out of, that bloke right out of my hair. So oddly enough, at the time I was thinking of the Sydney Kings. Works both ways. I know, that's what I'm saying. Subliminally. It's weird, isn't it? Well, the mind, who could understand it? Now, uh, should the man cad be allowed in the IPL? This is where a bowler comes in and doesn't bowl. He pretends to bowl, keeps the ball in his hand and just whips the bales off and the bloke, you know, because they, trying to get a quick run, is mm-hmm. uh, exposed and yep. he's sent off, well, given out. Now, Ponting says no. Ponting says the man-cat is un-Australian and any team he's associated with in the IPL as coach or advisor will not be using the man-cat. That's so a relief. If he's that coaching... That everyone can cheat at the other end when Australia, well, you know... They when, can run when, up. Yeah, well, they can do be halfway down the like. pitch. Yeah, halfway down the pitch. He's going to get up his nose. Certainly is. And if he's in charge of the Royals... Yeah. Then they're going to be told, read the right act. Yeah. I don't care what you do. What you I do. Don't, you no man-catting, I don't care where they stand. Yeah. I put up tolerate with a lot of things. You yep. can call the opposition wankers if you want to. <laughs> yeah, you know, or that's pelicans. A, <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. Now, just finally, she Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. Now, the, oh, when Adam Scott speaks, I always lean, lean forward. forward. <laughs> well, you've got to. Anyway, Adam Scott says he still has time to become a legend of the game. <laughs> Truly. He said it. <laughs> There's still time for him. Adam Scott, leave. I felt like shouting at the screen. You're already a legend, Pelican. Make it that what you will. The painting had them reeling back in awe. The smoking gun, the AFL Supremo and the Taubmans were dancing an attractive rumba before the eyes. Suddenly the crime was there for all to see, even those bludging on the blind side. Now, we've had a lot of uh, discussion this week about the grand final and I'm just, uh, this is the Rugby League grand final in particular, not to mention there's been a lot of chat about the AFL Grand Final, but as I understand it, the AFL Grand Final, the decision will be made sometime in the coming week. Yes. Around about the time. I think the, the murderer said he's going to make the announcement either Wednesday or Thursday. Next Wednesday week. or Thursday, and probably <clears> wait for get the zoo horn bout out of the yes. road. Because that had clouded it a lot. Would. It and then would. he's going to come out with uh, some details. Now, it's either going to be Queensland, Sydney, or Western Australia, isn't it? I think that's right. Mm. I think that's right. He's Melbourne. He's choked it down to those three, three big centres of yeah. population. Mm. Now, at the backstory of this, you know, we've had a lot of issues concerning protocols. Mm. And I ask again, in a sort of like as I'm shouting into the wind, really, what will cause it to stop? Because there seems to be no end to the protocol infringements that you can make and still keep all these things going. Yeah. So as we've had the girlfriends smuggled in or, you know, girlfriends jumping through the lobby or, yeah. you know, coaches playing tennis or, yes. you know. Uh, or going out and having dinner. 
indeed going out and having dinner and so on. Yeah. And players, I think there were two more in trouble overnight. I'm not sure that I've seen the follow-up to that <clears> story. Yes. Uh, but then we come to the NRL mm. wanting to play the grand final in front of 50,000 people. Now, this must yeah. have you clutching at, <clears throat> you know, well, sedatives, Roy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I, look, I, I'm going through it, HG, looking mm. at the logistics, how many baths we'll need, where they're going to be positioned Placed. and and all of time. that. The time, they're getting their showers involved. Are they going to be portable showers? Mm. Uh, yes is the answer. How um, many? How do we put up some some uh, curtains or baffling some so mission. that people's modesty is covered Preserved. when you've got families involved? So, you know, obviously kids don't want to see their parents in the nude while they're getting their clothes back on and all that sort of stuff. There are a lot of issues mm-hmm. to go through. As well as that is the security issue. Actually, that is the policing of the social distancing. Now, this concerns me, and I think I've estimated we'll need, if there are 50,000 people, we're going to need roughly uh, uh, 25,000 police people, security people, fully ticketed to maintain, with armed with sticks, to keep people away Apart. from and, each other. And what sort of instructions? <laughs> I know you'll be in charge of addressing the 50,000, sorry, the 25,000 police. Mm. What, what's, your, what's going to be the tenor of your thing? You know, don't stand for anything against the rules, just whack them, that sort of simple message. You know, if you so. see somebody in a Bronco shirt, you know, and yeah. they're misbehaving, they're too close to somebody, yes. hit them. That, well, well, more than that, HG, issue, issue them with an on-the-spot fine and frog march them out of the stadium. Right. Now, two things that I can raise straight away. Yep. You originally came up with this brilliant idea mm. that you would – if you wanted to go to the grand final, you'd have to put yourself into quarantine yes. for two weeks beforehand. That's right. Now, are you still thinking that's the best way around this? <clears throat> yeah, I am, but uh, I think it needs to be a little more focused, HG. What I'm suggesting, and I've suggested to the uh, NRL, to the Man of Feathers, mm-hmm. yes, I'm suggesting a series of caravans around the stadium and people move into those caravans a fortnight before the event and they can be with with it spotlit 24 hours a day and supervised mm-hmm. we can ensure that people do not break protocol Thank now you. can i come to an issue here is so how, obviously there are logistics how do we feed that many people yeah. how is the food delivered what are you going to do with people going from Caravan 29 to Caravan 42? Well, they're not. Because they're romantic. You cannot move. Once you're in your caravan, you do not come out. Mm-hmm. You are serviced. Mm-hmm. A bucket is put in mm-hmm. if you want to... Yeah, vacate the bow. Thank you. And the bucket is then put on the out. step of the caravan. And somebody and comes somebody along, comes a along with a hook, yeah. lifts it up. Yeah, no touching. No touching, of course. Now... Can I suggest two things here? Firstly, if you wanted to travel, say, from Melbourne, and I know yes. this program doesn't go into Melbourne, but I'm sure a lot of people, Storm supporters, would love to come to the grand final, yes. especially should Storm right the boat and get there. Yes. Now, do you think that what would be a good idea is to have a pass made which had GF written in a big, yes, well, big, say, A4 size, put mm. that on the front of the car to mm. allow them to go through checkpoints? Yes from Melbourne into, say, 
the Sydney area, obviously New South Wales and then the Sydney area yes. because police will be choking all this down yeah. and the GF standing obviously for grand final yeah. and you get a sort of lane to yourself to get through. Otherwise, Maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I can see the, the difficulty. Again, I think the, car, the caravan could be uh, come to our aid, HG, if mm-hmm. people go into a caravan in Victoria and then the caravan is dragged by a, an NRL fully ticketed, ticketed police compliant, COVID compliant driver takes that caravan and deposits it with the other caravans outside. Yep. Homebush. Homebush. Yep. Now, is the NRL going to pay for this? Yes. And, <laughs> and you buy a standard ticket might cost you $50 and you get the two weeks of quarantine kicked in by the NRL. Now, that's good. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, did you have any sense any objection from Volanders, mm-hmm. the man of feathers, yep. to the idea the police will be there whacking NRL supporters. Now, I'm not against that because I think if you've done something wrong, you should do, if you've done the crime, you should do the, the time. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even if it's a whack around the legs. Yes. Now, did you sense any, that this would be bringing the game into disrepute or yeah. ridicule or anything like this or that people like at the Sunday Telegraph or one of those, you know, yeah. Yep. Tabloid papers get sure. hold of the idea and say, don't go because you're just going to get whacked. Sure. Look, uh, the man of feathers was of the view, HG, that once one or two have been made an example uh-huh. of... It'll settle down. It'll settle down very, very quickly. <laughs> you know, and I, I think his idea, which is a good one, is that uh, we have an actor... Break the break the protocols, protocols deliberately, protocols. like go in without going through the honey sunny so, bath. Well, no, well, yeah, misbehave, misbehave, yeah, just before the kickoff, like, and the police get involved, mm-hmm. grab this fellow, mm-hmm. take him out, thrash him to within an inch of life. Yeah, that's acting. Oh, it's all yeah, acting. acting. Yeah, it's all yeah, acting. All yeah. acting. Yeah, and then he's taken away in an ambulance <laughs> and sent to Russia. <laughs> But they understand these things. Well, that's I suppose that's right. Yeah. Well, sure. And that could be uh, that announcement could be made, ladies and gentlemen. The spectator just been removed is now on a on board a flight, an aeroflot, aeroflot flight, non-stop to Moscow, where he will be and tortured for the rest of his life. Huge cheers all around. <laughs> Now, uh, let me get this right. Mm. 50,000 people, yeah. have you mm. done the numbers on the vans that would be required? Let's say they're six berthers, but you wouldn't necessarily be able to fill them up with six strangers because you wouldn't know what the COVID mix would be. So it might be family-related or you might have to decide on your ticket sure. that I'm going with Wally, Fred, <laughs> Theo, Nutty and Stein and Stein, yeah, our yeah. producer, yeah. and uh, yourself, yeah. for instance. That's your six. <laughs> Yes. And then you'd all have to get tested. Yeah. Yeah, they're all okay. In you go. Yeah. And you stay in the... Uh, pretty well. Pretty well. But uh, look, my understanding is with when it comes to these logistics, HG, that there will be a number of people who will be meeting people in the caravan for the first time. <laughs> the Cult of Eleven believes in the power of the number 11. If you believe in 11, then bludge on the blind side, here on ABC Radio. And so we come to the big story in rugby league this week, the bite. Yep. Uh, and I've got to say is that, I look, 
I felt as though we're in that funny period in rugby league in the mm. shape of the season yeah. whereby a lot of things have been revealed mm. and we just have to play through these matches to get the final eight. Yes. If you know what I mean. So yes. it's not as exciting it's, as it who, was when... Who's going to be playing Penrith? Correct. That's well, what that, it is. Yeah. That's what we're looking at. Yeah. So to get a bite, uh, especially from a, a lesser team, is just a terrific tonic. Yeah. Terrific way of promoting the game. Yeah. And, of course, Kevin Proctor was perfect. He, he said, came out in the press and said, I'm not a grub. Yeah. Well, I think that's right. So yeah. he said uh, in his response to, uh, you know, obviously 60 Minutes, it yeah. was a weird one. I didn't know how to react after I sent off. Well, who does? Yeah. Oh. You just think, I didn't do anything wrong and now yeah. we're in the bin. Mm. I'm off. I didn't think I was going to get uh, sent off. I don't think anyone's been sent off uh, for alleged bite in 120 years. Yeah, that's right. I spoke to Sean after the game. This is Sean Johnson, the bloke. Well, they're mates. Did. They're mates. They're, yeah, uh, well, they play for New Zealand. New Zealand. Hmm. Now, I spoke to Sean after the game and had a yarn about it. Good, well, you would, as you wonder, would. What, what sort of yarn it was? <laughs> did you hear the one about <laughs> that's right. this bloke? Yeah. Et cetera. Et cetera. Mm. Um, so had a yarn about it. Mm. He was telling me he was surprised I got sent off as well. Yeah. yeah. He was. Who would have thought? Just pretty much trying to get Look, a penalty. Look, he just wanted a penalty. Yeah, that's right. That's... <laughs> he was doing a penalty pull, you know. <laughs> it was one of those things. It was awkward tackle and his hand was in my mouth. Mm. I didn't bite him or anything. Mm-hmm. It looks worse than it is. His hand was in my face and in my mouth. Yep. He said, I played 250 games. This is the grub or not a club, <laughs> yeah. I played 250 games and never had any blemishes against my name. No, not I've one. never been sent off before. The people who know me know I'm not like that. They know I'm not a dirty player or a grub. Mm. Everyone's trying to portray me as a grub. My record speaks for itself. I'm not that type of person. Anyone who knows me I'm, knows I'm not that either. Now, yeah. we come to the problem. And this is – I've got a lot of sympathy for Kevin Proctor. Well, I think I think all Australians do at the moment. A lot of, There's a lot of reaching out to Kevin Proctor. He's one of the most popular players in rugby league. In rugby league, you know, I didn't. Up I until, have not heard a word said against Kevin Proctor. No, and we've gone around and asked. Well, yeah, we have, and we've often loaded the question. Yes, yeah. yeah. What do you think of Proctor? Or Proctor's yeah. a joke, isn't, isn't he? he? Yeah. Have or you seen pelican. that pelican Proctor? <laughs> most people say, "Hey, he's not a pelican." <laughs> That's right. Not Proctor. No. <laughs> that guy he Johnson. Bit, he might be a bit of a wanker. He's not a pelican. <laughs> Now, Proctor has a history of sinus problems. Does he? And likely to require surgery at mm-hmm. the end of his career. Mm-hmm. He's was expected to argue that he was finding it hard to breathe with Johnson's arm on his face. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gold Coast head of performance, Mal Meninga, told Fox League, this is during the week, he believed Proctor was fearing for his life. So you can see this now. You've oh. had him in the surgery. Mm. You said he, he, his nose is useless. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. as though it's stuffed up with the super glue. It is, yeah. He can't get a breath through no, it. No, he can't. So when he's got an arm filling his mouth, yeah. how's he going to breathe he through his ears? He panics. He panics. He panics, panics. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And when you panic, you bite. <laughs> Don't you? That's, any- that's a basic human response. It's, it's, it's like, you know, you got to like do a something. flight response. You've got exactly. to do something. Yeah, you either punch him in the head or punch bite him. Punch him in the head, yes. He didn't want to do that because he gets no, set he, off. He's not, well, that's not his go. <laughs> he's not a grub. Now, if anyone has looked at my nose, it looks like a Z. It's that crooked. Now, that, is that what you thought? You thought when you had him in the surgery the first time? Yeah. God, Proctor, what have you done to your nose? It looks like yeah, a Z. It looks like a Z. It was it in the notes? It was, mm. yeah. Uh, I can hardly breathe out of it. I was struggling for breath a bit there because it, his hand was over my nose. There's a fair bit going on. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, honestly, you know, a, a rugby league moment, instant, mm-hmm. second, can feel like a lifetime. Uh, I've often said that. You know, when someone puts an arm in your mouth, you, you, honestly, you think that's it. You can, know, you, you can see the grave dug. You can you see know. yourself being. You can see, you know, the 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 the, 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 the eulogy being delivered. I know what's being said about you. He was oh. never a grub. He never bit no one. He never, you know, never sent off. And then suddenly, you know, tweet stop. And I've been told that the difference between those who play the game and yeah. the greats of the game is yep. being to able to operate in those moments. That's right. Exactly right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you talk to any of the greats, you know, like Cam. <laughs> Cam. Yeah. You know, I often say to Cam, gee, you seem to have so much time out there, Cam. He said, yeah, you know, some days, you know, a game feels like, go, like it goes for two weeks for me. You know, it's I only 80 minutes, to... but it's two weeks to me, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I, I often see things before they happen. Mm-hmm. I see them in slow motion. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of blokes in slow motion. You That's know? why I've got time to referee the I've game. I've got so much bloody time, you know, to get on with it, to do whatever I like. I reckon I could write a book while I'm playing rugby league. <laughs> now, there's a fair bit going on, a bit of force from his arm. To be honest, I thought I was going to get a penalty for mm. across the face, meaning, you know, that's obviously... What's, what's an across-the-face penalty? Well, as in... Oh, high tackle. Across, yeah, thanks. Ah, stiff arm. Yeah, stiff arm him across the yeah, face right. so I can j- demonstrate while talking. Yeah. Did he say what his arm was doing in his Sean face, Johnson. Sean Johnson? Did he... No, I didn't get Was that he far. asked to give... Evidence? Yeah. No. Uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, it is what it is, and I can't do much about it now. I just don't want to let my teammates or the club down anymore. It's just for a bit late, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Anyway. Proctor said he did not deserve the stigma of being remembered as a biter. I'm not a dirty player and I don't think people remember me like that. We've got evidence to back that up. Yeah. I'm not worried if they do. I only worry about what people who care about me think of me. Everyone else can make up their own judgment. That's up to them. But yeah. the people I care about, are, you know, are, they're the people yeah. whose judgment he takes notice of. Yeah. Proctor is off contract at the end of the year. It hopes yeah. the incident doesn't affect his chances of adding to his 250 game tally. I tell you what, any club would love to have Kevin Proctor. Any club would. Even yeah. the Warriors. Great club man. Mm. Absolutely great club man. Well, he's become the. It's like the Dreyfus case, isn't it? It's the exactly it's, it's the, the Dreyfus case. The Dreyfus case. I mean, I'm I'm amazed that more people haven't come to his aid. Yes. And, you know, some sort of online campaign. I don't know how these things work. Mm-hmm. Free Kevin. You know, four weeks since... Proctor ain't a biter. That's what we've got to get that message out, isn't it? It, it is. looked like he bit him. Yeah. But he never. See, that's Worse what... Worse that effect. Th- that's what I said in my opening remarks. And maybe was... he'd go around to schools and talk about it, you know. G'day, everyone. Oh, g'day, biter. I'm not a biter. <laughs> What's your name? See, I hope he doesn't get the subricade biter Proctor. Wow. That'd be... A fate worse than death. Yes. This is Max Verstappen Hour on Bludging on the Blind Side. I wonder if anybody can uh, tell us whether the Pelicans and the Magpies are in the same comp. Mm. Uh, I think it may be separated by Wollongong, of course, which may, would make it difficult in that area to have uh, both teams in a comp. Yeah, that, and um, that's true. I was just wondering about the other birds in the area who may be Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how birds often 
Attach their names. Attach to, their names to, to sporting yeah, things. What is. have you got there? Uh, no, someone's suggesting HG. It might have been uh, Jerry is suggesting that uh, that uh, Kevin Proctor is now going to be targeted. You know, the next time he gets out on the park in you know a couple of weeks' time, someone's going to put a mouth and he's an arm in his mouth and he'll get sent off. This is the bigger picture from the top rung of the stepladder at the MCG with Kane Corns holding the binoculars. Relayed to footy heads across Australia by Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side for our two. Uh, and uh, if you want to get involved with the show, the old-fashioned way, Roy and HG at abc.net.au and the following have, Roy, used the old-fashioned system. Yes, Dave's been in touch, HG. He says, gents, I've long followed Roy's recommendations for superannuation investments, namely rock-solid blue-chip items such as the Bradman Florin, the Bradman coin, the 20 cents. How many of those have you got? Oh, God, I've lost count, HG. I've got them, I've got them in a special room. Yeah. You can't get in the room now, can you? Uh, well, yeah, I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it's, you know, look, the less said about it, the better yeah, no, because I don't, want to... I don't want to give away too many details. Yeah, no, you I know, understand. I've got storage. They're Facility. under lock and key. Mm-hmm. They're very safe mm-hmm. as far as I know. Now, he says, I long ago moved my super to Bradman coins, yeah, and they're holding their value exceptionally well through these troubling financial times, which is a good That's story. Good, he good says, news. However, I've come across an even bigger goldfield in discovering items from the Brisbane Broncos, Let's Go Broncos merchandise era. He says, specifically, I appear to have stumbled on uh, to the most prized range, the now rare Let's Go Broncos cheese rings. He's got a packet of them. That's but they could easily be maybe 25 years oh, old. Oh, easily, yeah. Gee, easily. Be just prime to eat. Yeah, look, I don't think he's ima- imagining someone's going to buy them to eat them. You just buy them to have them. Oh, no, I understand. You, you get that? I understand. But they would be worth a fortune to someone, you know, a Bronco supporter, you know, love the Bronx, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Can now, I suggest they don't sell them this year? Oh, no, I'd hang yeah. on to them, yeah. Mm. Uh, my question is, uh, has Roy similarly been looking to invest in Broncos cheese rings or is the Bradman coin still considered the equivalent gold standard? Look, I haven't seen any Broncos cheese rings, but I tell you what, I'd snap them up if I saw them as I would if I saw a uh, Let's Go Broncos car battery. Yes, well, you'd be mad not to have that. Yeah. What collectibles, though, Roy, have you bothered to sort of Probe mm. what you, what a you know Don Bradman twenty cent piece or Florin might be worth oh, now. At the I mean, the only one we've discussed depends on the condition. Look, if yeah, it's no. in mint condition, mm. it'd be worth at least twenty five cents. Yeah, you know, we got into this recently because of some discussion about the ring. Uh, sorry, the uh, the pin mm. that we put out at the time of the games. Oh yes, this is the Olympic Games oh, twenty yes. years ago. Well, that now, got thousands. Yeah, I know. Thousands of dollars, mm. but there was a limited edition. Yeah, we knew a finite number. A finite number. I don't know how many Bradman coins were, were minted. Yeah, no, good question. See, I don't know. But other collectibles? I mean, jumpers? I mean, oh, the, well, sadly, jumpers, there's millions yeah. of jumpers. Yeah. That's not very special. Bit, mm, exactly. But they, those, you know, cheese rings, I haven't seen them. Well, I haven't seen them no, at all. No, Dave, keep onto those. Keep them. And keep them under lock and key. Now, Michael Watson's been in touch, yeah. and it's to do with the problem of Xi Jinping. Now, somebody else, maybe you or mm. suggested this, yeah. but an Indian newsreader yes. has looked up on the uh, 
you know, the auto queue yeah. in the middle of a news service and seen Xi Jinping written up there yeah. and read it as 11 Jinping. Oh, dear. The influence of 11, you yeah. see. It just goes on and on. It goes on and on. And, on. and, this and subsequently? Fired. Was fired. Fired, yeah. And the defence was was that uh, the person was only a part-timer, had yeah. never read an auto queue before in their lives, but yeah. we couldn't handle that sort of amateurish nature or amateurish employee any longer. Yeah. Well, the, I, I suggest they're just being defensive and secretly are obviously 11ists. Yeah, well, the, I would have used the 11ist defence. Yeah, I would have too. Yeah, yeah. X1. Yeah, yeah, fair cop, you got me. Mm. Uh, now, uh, actually, we did mention General MacArthur last we did. week, I think, and there's been a bit of correspondence. It seems General MacArthur got around a fair bit. Uh, now... Uh, this has come from Frank. He says, uh, what you may not have known about General MacArthur in South Australia, he was escaping the Philippines and heading down to Melbourne by train and there was a meeting, uh, he's suggesting, uh, with John Curtin. In South Australia? In South Australia, he's arguing. And he thinks it would be a terrific scene for a film if Tom Hanks was to play MacArthur. He's suggesting Hugo Weaving as Curtin, which is not a bad suggestion. And what, um, what would they be going to the a- SANFL? Well, I don't know. You know, if it, we've continued... Well, it's up to the, the scriptwriter there, I know, where, yeah, where true, you want to true, take true, it. True, true, true. Now, uh, James and Julie have been in touch. They said General MacArthur was based in Brisbane CBD in a building that is now the Apple Store. Go figure. Exactly, exactly. And uh, this has come from Rosemary. She says, I checked with my dad, who was almost a teenager towards the end of the Second World War, and he said MacArthur had his headquarters in the Menzies Hotel, corner of Burke and William Streets, and he came to Melbourne when the Japanese were advancing on the northern area of Australia, but he did not stay here long. It's a fascinating story, isn't it? And MacArthur in Australia. Well, and the film. The, I mean, film. the film writes itself, it does. doesn't it? It does. You know, obviously, well, the league we've got in Brisbane. Three locations. We've got three South Australia, we've got Brisbane, people, and we've got Melbourne. And you've got the threat. Yes. You know, the You'd cut zip, away to what's going on. The Mitsubishi. Kokoda and all of well, that. Well, Kokoda, it's yeah. fallen. Port Moresby's down, you know. Yeah. I mean, Zero's coming out of the sun. The Battle of the Coral Sea. Mm. I mean, it's all there. And VP 75. Yeah. I mean, it's got a twang. It's Certainly got a location, does. a modern sensibility about yep. it. And we've got a billion dollars to throw at it. Now, uh, Batika Lee has been in touch. Mm-hmm. She says, um, Afternoon, gents, upon going through your podcast while driving to work, I discovered that podcast The Cult of Eleven is actually your 11th episode of the year and The Cult of Eleven has 11 characters. Blows my mind, this 11 thing. I'm thinking of becoming a follower, says Lee. <laughs> Isn't that great? Now, this has come from uh, Greg. <laughs> Greg says, uh, gentlemen, the 11th book of the original Old Testament Hebrew Bible, mm-hmm. which was in a different order to the Christian Bible, mm-hmm. would have been the prophet Jeremiah. And in chapter 11 and verse 11 of Jeremiah, it says, uh, Therefore, this is what the Lord says, I will bring on them a disaster they cannot escape. Although they cry out to me, I will not listen to them. And uh, Greg says, sounds like, it's referring to the murderer and the AFL. Wee, spookaloo. I know. I, I'm suggesting it might be referring to the Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> now, oh, what uh, a weird TJ's thing. been in touch. He says, I'm listening to the podcast here in Dublin this morning. Dublin, yes. Dublin. Yeah, we have a number of listeners we in Dublin. Do. 
and the discussion of the books of the Old Testament. Yes, we're back on them. Yeah. Now, he says the biblical meaning of number 11 comes from an understanding that it is associated with things that would be considered imperfect, disorganised, a disorganisation of systems and the disorder or chaos of things. Now, is that him suggesting that if I've got the right... Well, know, he's just said here the biblical meaning according to Google of number oh, 11. Sorry, so sorry, who, who knows? Yeah. So it appears that 11ism does run deep even in the most important book of all. Furthermore, a cursory search reveals an interesting fact about a number 11 is that the name of Jesus Christ has 11 letters. <laughs> Jesus was 33 years old when he was crucified. 11 times 3. Yeah. There were 11 promises mentioned in the Gospel of John. 11 promises. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Now Aaron gets has got in touch. She says, after celebrating another Collingwood loss, I counted up its letters. You guessed it? 11. <laughs> Short but sweet, yes. Yeah, Stuart says, the cult of 11 is all-pervading. We've just bought a house with a street number 682. 682 divided by 11 equals 62. Now, the 11th month, i.e. November of 1962, is when the Cuban Missile Crisis finally ended with the removal of the missiles. A coincidence? I don't think so. It's the cult of 11 at play again. By the way, Fidel Castro, 11 letters, and he had 11 children. Also, Soviet Union, 11 letters. The Cold War clearly had a cult written all over it. Isn't that incredible? That's incredible. You know, you think you just... I know. ...think these things... And let's face it, we've championed this because of the Elevenist influence on us. Yeah, I know. I mean, know. we can't avoid it. No, we can't. It's just there all the time, it is. isn't it? It is. We just... It is. It's zoned just, it's in, just on in the it. atmosphere. The AFL opera, A Murderer Calls. Four quarters of blood, mayhem, death, sloop pointing north action, and getting the hard ones on the turn. Previews this October across Australia. Sponsored by Bludging on the Blind Side. Look, I was completely ignorant of this. I've got to imagine, you know, I've got to say, you know, work at the moment just just so much of it. But mm. rightly or wrongly, Mitch Robinson, the Queensland midfielder, has replaced Tom Lynch as the AFL star everyone's talking about. I had no idea that that I had no idea that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, his coach is furious. Uh, now, look, let me get this right. Tom Lynch plays up front for the Tigers, you know, the we're from Tigerland. Yeah. And I'll give you an idea. I need to set this out because his uh, skip... Trent Cotchen mm. said the outrage over Lynch's, you know, obviously uh, on-field, off-field demeanour mm. uh, was completely overblown. To be frank, Lynchy, first and foremost, is an incredible human being. This isn't me making this up. No. This is Trent Cotchen, an incredible human being, mm. and we love him very much at Tigerland. He's one of those guys that crosses the line. When he crosses the line, he's got a bit of white line fever. Well, who hasn't? No, well, you've got to have white line fever. Otherwise, you wouldn't play. You wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, clearly he knows he needs to pay, play with or, you know, pay, play within the rules, but he's also got a spark of aggression in him. Mm-hmm. As a big bloke who gets hung on to every week and gets a lot of attention, sometimes you need to fight the battle. Mm. He'll be the first to say he doesn't condone any actions outside what's expected of any human being, mm. but he's also trying to do his best and make the most of the getting close attention. They're refreshing thoughts, aren't they? They are, aren't they? Mm. Uh, Cochin. Yep. He's the first to say he doesn't condone any actions outside what's expected of any human being. Mm. Yes. I mean, that's... That's... Now, 
I just wanted to set that this there. This is so the bloke Mitch Robson's been calling a wanker, isn't it? Correct. Mm. I just wanted to set that there so as people had not, people know who Mitch Robinson is. Yeah, yeah, After yeah. all, he's the talk of the football world. You know, I mean, people yeah. I mean, people are ringing me up from Vladivostok yes. wanting to get a bit of mail on Mitch Robinson because they've heard the noise has come up yeah. from Australia, even as far as Russia. He's the intemperate language bloke. <laughs> now, the very same. So, Lynchy, mm-hmm. the, you know, incredible human being, you know. Now we come to the story. Yes. Mitch Robinson has been reportedly pulled into line mm-hmm. uh, after vision emerged of, um, you know, him having a go at uh, his rival, Tom Lynch, on Wednesday. They're not particularly play on each other ever. But, well, it'd be by accident that they came in contact with each other in the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, look, this, is, this goes all over the place because uh, two-week-old footage... Mm-hmm. He went to a good team to get success. Uh, people may remember the story. He uh, came, was drafted, I think, from maybe Tasmania to Carlton, played for Carlton for a number of years. Then something happened and he decided he'd uh, seek uh, employment with the Brisbane Lions, which right. has all turned out great because he's playing in a very successful team now. Yes. He went to a team that, uh, you know, thinks he, you know, obviously thinks as he thinks has got chances. Mm-hmm. Um now, when it came to, to, shall I say, the irony of the situation is Lynch did exactly the opposite. He went from the Giants down to the Tigers. Mm-hmm. So Mitch Robinson's position is he went to a good team to get success and that's what he did. He went to a premiership team and he thinks that's good. He's does my head in. He's a wanker. Mm. Overlooking the irony. Oh, now irony has no mm. meaning anymore, but overlooking the irony that he did exactly the exactly same. Exactly the same. Now, then footy classifieds Caroline Wilson said the Lions became aware of the comments on Wednesday, which she described as, quote, the most unbelievably ridiculous spray. Whoa. That's big. She's And she's not a person who, no. you know, goes out on a no, limb no, no, in no, her no, comments. She, no. Now, let me say that out again. The most unbelievably ridiculous spray. Right. I know it came off the back of the Witherden incident. Now, this is a bit vague, but Lynch had a go at another player, mm. uh, maybe didn't shake his hand at the end of the match, and I've forgotten the details of that. It might have been obviously Richmond were playing somebody, mm-hmm. uh, obviously a lesser team, and so at the end of the night, you know, obviously Lynch, you know, decided to try it on. This is the wonderful human being. The one, the, Yes, the most wonderful human being in the world. Refused to shake hands with an opponent. Mm. He'd say two weeks old. It's emerged Wednesday. Lions became aware of it on Wednesday. I'm told Coach Fagan, this is Chris Fagan, has spoken quite severely to Mitch Robinson. I know you've got a take about his intemperate language. About his intemperate language. Can I point out also that after the Fenua Blake, which we did have a go at, Mm -hmm. wondering that, you know, obviously Fenua wasn't able to say these words, but every media outlet in the country was, you know, his bag, at least this time they spell it W Mm. asterisk, 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 asterisk. So you don't – so kids, you know, should they be picking up the paper after to wrap up, say, Mm. the rubbish that mum and dad are throwing out, don't see the word wanker in print. Right. Okay. You know, which would shock most of them. What about pelican? Are you allowed to put pelican in print? Bet you can't. (laughs) Pelican. Hmm. Anyway, I'm told that Coach Fagan has spoken severely to Mitch Robinson, who has apologised to the club for for the language used. Robinson's response was, I should have used the word pelican or donut. (laughs) Yeah, donut. Or or baked bean. (laughs) Wanker was way out of order. Yeah. Now, former St Kilda and Fremantle coach Ross Lyon gave Mm. Robinson a decent clip for for his increasingly outspoken nature. Mitch is a good redemption story. I had no idea that that had gone on. 
How's the redemption story work here? He went from crummy old Carlton to yeah. play with the Brisbane Lions. Right. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I'm not I sure do. what the redemption story well, is. I don't either. What I want to get to the bottom of, though, HG, is is Lynch a wanker or not? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold that thought. So... According to Ross Lyon, Mitch, you know, the Pelican bloke, yeah. he's turned his life around after Carlton and that's okay. Turned his life around? Yeah. What, from being the nicest bloke in the world to a wanker? Is that what he's turned it around at? He means Mitch uh, Robinson. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's a wanker. <laughs> We've all reminded Brisbane as well, gone about it quietly rebuilding but it doesn't fit their brand or what they stand for as a team. I'm concerned. I'm glad to hear they've spoken to him. I mean, what is their brand? You know, we're not allowed to call people wankers. Yeah. We can call them pelicans, donuts and baked beans, <laughs> but we can't call them wankers. What does wanker mean? It means pelican, donut or baked it beans. It does. Now, I'm at the eye roll stage with Mitch. <laughs> 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 that, that's a different... Because of his interpreted language. Interpreted language. Oh. You're going okay, son, but you're having, having a little too much to say. Matthew Lloyd, former spearhead for Essendon. Yeah. And might be a, you know, dominant goal kicker. Could be sure. their best goal kicker. yeah. Highlight another Robinson quote from an interview with the Herald Sun yeah. ahead of his 200th game in round nine. Yeah, what did he say? Well, wait a minute. Did it's he a gob bit... off? He did. It's a... concerning Geelong's Joel Selwood. Now, Joel Selwood has many admirers and many critics, but this is what he said. I don't like Selwood. That's Robinson. Straight off the bat. Yeah, I, yeah, up good. front, He's you honest, know. So you, that's refreshing. Herald Sun, you know, but would have been one of those articles with Robocop. Probably. Anyway, I don't like Selwood. What happens stays on the field... You know, what happens on the field stays on the field, but Selwood would know why. I'll leave it at that. Whoa. I'll leave it at that. So like, is Selwood a grub? Is that what he's saying? That's basically That's it. the suggestion, isn't it? Yeah, he's saying he's a Kevin Proctor. Did anyone talk to Selwood about it? Hey, Selwood, are you a grub? <laughs> hey, Selwood, Robinson's calling you a grub. grub. Yeah. He's what? Yeah. He's calling you a grub, That mate. pelican. That pelican, he's a wanker. No. <laughs> Lloyd said Robinson, this will shock you, yeah. was in danger of following the same path of former Lion star Jason Ackermanis. Ah, oh. whoa. Oh. Hang on. We're talking oh, no. showbiz now. We are. Handstands. Mm. We're talking, you know, Ackermanis was a handful. He was. He's a brilliant Brownlow medal and triple premiership winning career was overshadowed as in finals years by controversy. It was. That was Ackermanis. Yeah. Robinson had his two under the few weeks ago and he was lauded for what he's done for Brisbane players, etc. Yeah, yeah. He's got to be careful he doesn't become Jason Ackermanis. Gee, that would be Ooh. a fate worse than death. Yeah, Imagine that's worse you... than calling him a wanger. <laughs> Ackermanis. Imagine you coming in one day and yeah. saying, AHG, hey, yeah. you're a little bit too much Ackermanis. Ackermanis about you today, mate. Mm. Well, you'd punch me. Well, you'd certainly have a shot. <laughs> it gets to that point where it becomes a distraction for Chris Fagan. While you're winning, it's okay. Mm. When Acker's team was winning premierships, everyone accepted it. Yep. But the moment you start losing, Mitch isn't playing well. Former, gee, this went on and on and on. No well, it's wonder. a big story. It's a big story. It's a big story. <laughs> Warren Treadray. Former Port, I think he's premiership player for yeah, Port. Yeah, well, is he weighed in? He's weighed weighed in. <laughs> He's got the back <laughs> out and dug it up. Has hailed Robinson's candidness, but felt his comments about Lynch warranted an apology. Whoa. That's a bit too far. I mean, it's football after all. Well, that's not Robbo's go. He's not going to apologise. No, and it's a redemption story. And nor should he. Anyway. You know, if Lynch is a wanker, he's a wanker. <laughs> Truth. 
Truth will always out, HG. Is this going to get to court or anything? I hope so. If we're living in a world of political correctness, you probably do need a reaction. But he's not exactly wrong, is he? Both sides of the street there. Sure. (laughs) Apologise. But on the other hand, don't. He went to a premiership team or a team is seriously contending, meaning the Lions, mm. and he's had a couple of sniping efforts over the last couple of weeks. I love the fact with that with Robinson there's no filter between the mouth and the brain. Whoa, okay. So where's this going to end? Where is this going to end? It's it, it either goes on Twitter or it comes out of his mouth and we love that about him. This is Treadray. Oh, sort of lo- lovable rogue. Lovable rogue. If there's yeah. one bloke you want to play you want to play within the AFL, you want him in your team because he's a hard tough nut. Yeah. Then we come to see the talk of the football world. People were rung up all the time. Eventually they got reduced to ringing up Campbell Brown. Right. Former Hawk. Mm-hmm. Who went a step forward, he might have played with other clubs as well, saying the Lions' tough nuts comments about Lynch, a former teammate of his on the Gold Coast, were wrong. Wrong. There are some players you simply don't want to poke and he is definitely one of them. This is Lynch. Lynch. I wouldn't poke Lynch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was too... Oh, well, I might. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Lynch. Yeah. Wanker. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But no more than that. I'm not going to go as far as pelican <laughs> or donut. <laughs> now, can I ask is, uh, would you use the word Ackermanus, you know, if you're pushed? Oh, if I thought he understood it. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are some places you simply don't want to poke and he's definitely one of them. He was deprived of football finals for eight years of his AFL career and is hell-bent on making up for lost time. This is Lynchy. You only need to look at his performance in the finals last year to know he loves the big stage and thrives on the final cauldron. It was never more evident than his match-winning five-goal performance against Geelong in the plenary final. Without Lynch's performance, the Tigers don't even make the grand final, let alone win the flag. For Robinson to try and lessen his premiership is just not fair. Right. Mm. So what? So there's a suggestion there that you know, even should if Lynch wins the premiership this year, he's still going to feel mortally offended because Robinson reckons he's a wanker. Is that it? Is that, I had, is that I had where no the world's idea. come now? I know, I know, I know. Hey, can I just say this isn't the biggest story in football? No, it's not. Could Greater Western Sydney Giant Grub of the Year Toby Green be on the lurk near you? Download the app that lets you know where TG is 24-7 and stay safe. This public service is brought to you by Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Roy, obviously sports psychology is a big part of these things and you wouldn't imagine that uh, Chris Fagan would have not G'd up or teed up Robinson to have a go at Lynch to put him off his game so the next time all he can see, all Lynch can see when they yeah. Tigers play the Lions, or Tigers v Lions, the Ooh, Lions Cats. Yeah. Anyway, all Lynch can see in his eyes is that Pelican upfield there yeah. who I'm going to get. Yeah, he's going to have to work out. It's going to take his mind off the job because he's going to want to get up the other end of the park where he's not, where he doesn't belong. Exactly. And, and then he's going. Uh, then when the ball goes down to where he's meant to be, he'll be out of position. He'll be out of position and exposed. Lo- exposed. That's right. He'll lose confidence. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And yep, then yep, he's yep, too yep. far out to slot him, and he has to look to lay him off. And... That's right. And then Robinson starts gobbing off on him. Yeah. You know. I got you there, You know, get some sort of bird noise going. I mean, it's going to be terrible. Now, I raise this because we have the incident of Nashua 
who obviously is a jockey, leading jockey, very uh, very good horse person. Mm. Now he's devoted a lot of his life to the horse. He has, he has. Now, champion jockey Nash Rewilla will have to attend three sports psychology sessions ordered by Racing New South Wales stewards after leaving Rose Hill with a winning double and two suspensions. Now, this was a couple of weeks ago. Now, I've left this story because I knew there would be a bit of hope, which I dug up in the backyard this week, for Nash coming up. So, this is the scene. We get the idea that he's suspended. Mm -hmm. Rewilla, who is returning from a suspension, so he's suspended on the day he's returning from a suspension. Things aren't looking good, are they? No, they're not. Now, will not uh, be seen for the rest of August after racking up his sixth whip of fence as he drove desert path to victory and an eighth careless riding ban on Eduardo, who won the Group 2 missile stakes. He was given seven days for striking desert path nine times before the 100-metre mark mm-hmm. and four more than the li- four more than the limit, and then a seven-meeting ban for careless riding after Eduardo was wayward in the straight while a, a clear winner in the, uh, while a clean winner in the, in the missile. Mm-hmm. So you get the idea. It was his eighth careless riding suspension since returning to Australia just in just over 12 months, which means he has to have mandatory three visits with a sports psychologist. Now, I didn't know that. I didn't it's know an that. arcane system, isn't it? So Jeez. if you're suspended, hmm. over, if you've careless riding suspension since returning is eighth, so if you're suspended eight times in just yeah. over 12 months, you have to go and talk to the sports psychologist. Yeah. Now, it's something we put in place with the Jockeys Association to help riders who are in trouble. You know, obviously this is Mark Van Gistel, the head steward. Mm. Uh, it's only the third time we've had to use it. Rewilla's seven-meeting careless riding suspension will end on September the 1st. Now, they're the basic facts. Yeah. I did notice that... Uh, Matthew, is Nash, though, is he incorrigible, HG? Or, or... I, I have never thought of that. People, he is an excellent rider. Yes. Now, well, well, I'm sure. Look, often the... Uh... <laughs> the best of the worst. No, well, look, what annoys me about this is that the psychology of the horse is never taken into into account in this oh, matter. Oh, no, I think you're absolutely right. Never. See, because a horse like Desert Park, I've never ridden Desert Park, I've never no. seen Desert Park. But I know nothing about it. Well, I don't know. But there might be something about Desert Park that requires giving them a bit of a nudge. Well, wait a minute. In Eduardo, that first 100 metres. This is uh, the nine newspapers writing, Eduardo was wayward in the straight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Vigorous riding had to straighten him up to get yes. him over the line. Yeah, now, otherwise. Now. Because he has what I'd call a fiduciary duty to the, punters, to the punters who put money on Desert Park. I know, to make sure it comes first. To make first. sure it comes first. Now. And the connections. Now, we come to, obviously, that was the bare facts. Now we come to the commentariat. So, uh, Maxie Presnell, who you know. I do know Max, yeah. He wrote in a column, uh, well, maybe last week, mm-hmm. recent events highlighted by Nashua Willer indicate the official's responsibility for the whip rule and hoops betting are more in need of psychological assistance than the jockeys. How about hey. that? Hey. Exactly what you're talking That's about. It is what I'm talking about. So I mean, let me read that got a, a, Look, there was an unofficial rule with rugby league, certainly, and every now and again you've got to turn a blind eye. To keep the game going. Fair enough. Because you can police things. Do Volantis agree with you on that, Roy? Of course he does because mm-hmm. he's, he's a man of common sense. Mm-hmm. You know, if something doesn't pass the pub test, it doesn't pass the test. No, fair enough. Let me read this now, again. every now and again you've got to hit a horse. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> Recent events highlighted by National Rural Indicate officials responsible for the whip rule and hoops betting are more in need of psychological assistance than jockeys. 
surely a shrink would recommend a burst of shock treatment for them mm. to activate the common sense lobe of their brain. Uh, I mean, they, they, see? Common sense, see? Common sense. Now, with spring in the air, mm. the more gold to fuel saddle urgency, meaning there's better prize money offer, the current whip application of six strikes before the 100 metres is hardly a deterrent to abuse. Too mm. fair enough. Mm. Coupled with Ruwilla's breach at Rose Hill last Saturday, Damien Lane, another world-class jockey, will, under new Victorian template, serve time for too many hits on Sandown Mount on Wednesday. Right. Neither made any difference to the result of the races, as is so often the case. Alas, stewards do not seem to be interested in taking positive action and reversing placings for those getting an unfair advantage. Now, this, you've been on about this for years. Mm. Disqualify the horse. Yes. The horse, as you point out, is... 50% of the problem, if not more. It's got four legs and jockey's only got two. I rest my case. Mm -hmm. So if the current trend continues, outside forces will come into play with negative results for the industry. He means people will protest, understandably. Well, people will vote with their wallets. They'll stop betting. Rowilla was sentenced to three stints uh, with the sports psychers we've talked about yes. all earlier. Now, was this a fully ticketed sports psychologist or was it a sort of Peter Foster type? <laughs> A fully ticketed sports psychologist. Where do they get tickets from? <laughs> now, we come to the good news. There's been an appeal. Mm. Nash Rula got one meeting knocked off his lengthy suspension by racing officials right. uh, on Friday. He does, uh, but he doesn't have to go to three sports psychologist sessions as ordered. Oh, okay. So appeals uh, panel principal Richard Beasley, who I've got a lot of time for, Oh, Dick Beasley. Yeah. Oh, terrific bloke, Dick. Now, he's the principal. Said he was not he was not comfortable in ordering the sessions despite dismissing Warilla's careless riding appeal, even though it is mandated if a jockey has eight suspensions in a 12-month period. Mm. Warilla was banned for his six-whip offence in the year with a panel split on the decision. Beasley wanted to take two meetings off, the uh, you know, the ban, but the, it was outvoted by the panel. Right. Now... What worries me? Does he see the same sports psychologist three times in a row, or is it three different? On the same day, with three different sports psychologists. Well, I, it's I it's, don't know. It's lost to me. You've had a lot of, yeah. you know, done a lot of work with jockeys. Yes, I have. Especially, uh, you know, the Woodus boys, Weed and Fractious Bruce. Mm -hmm. It's mainly that you, your big problem with them was they got too nervous and were unconfident. They didn't think they could ride well. Yes. And so they were reluctant to ride and went, you know, self-imposed bans for years. We yeah. didn't never saw the best of them. You've got to believe in yourself. Thanks. You've got to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Nash's problem is that he feels as though the horses that he has to ride mm. are in need of help. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, that's so, his view. And because of his experience, actually, I mean, no one's done more. I mean, he's spent most of his life hanging around horses. Mm -hmm. You know, when he talks horses... When Nash talks about horses, I listen because I know. I know he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He helped you out a lot with the Buddhist boys, well, didn't he? Well, of course. He? Well, of course. You know. Now, if he says to me the Desert Park, you know, had I not stra yeah. straightened him up. Yeah. He, he would have lost. We would have lost. I know. Doesn't that wait for something? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My, 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 you know, he's, he's going to say, look, my, I, just, I just wanted to win. I wanted the horse to win. I wanted the horse to win for the, for the, for the psychology of the horse and for, and for, the, for the connections and, and, you know, for all my mates that had put money on it. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> they're people who need to come and see the psychologist, aren't they? <laughs> I suppose. Uh, but yeah, it just puts you under a lot of pressure. Enormous as, as a jockey, you know, you've got all this bearing down, you've got all your mates saying, Group Yeah, one. I've got a lot of money on Desert Park, Nashu. 
Mm. What are you going to do? Mm. You know, I don't feel going to come here and see you tonight. Mm. I know where you live. Yeah, I know where you live, mate. I know everything about you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what it's like. I do. The pressure's enormous. The pressures are enormous. Mm. So you think, oh, well, I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it. Well, the mind. Hit it the enough to win. There. Exactly. The mind's not there. No, it's just instinct takes over. Yeah, exactly. Instinct takes just go, It's going wayward. Oh, bloody hell, the only thing I... Yeah. It's not as though, you know, it's the same as Kevin Proctor. Yeah. The arms in the mouth, the arms can't, in the mouth breathe, can't breathe. I'm going to die. Australian women swimmers have won more gold medals than Aussie blokes. Imagine our medal tally without Dawn, Libby T, Lethal Liesel, Lorraine Crap, and Madam Butterfly. They held their heads high and saluted down the deep end. Forgotten by some, but still on the top step of the podium on bludging on the blind side. Now, over the last couple of weeks, and this is again picking up on your thoughts about Nash. Knowing where he lives. A number of footballers Mm -hmm. have found themselves buried under abuse from social media. And one of the problems does appear to be that people are allowed to gamble on so-and-so scoring a try or getting a winning goal or not getting a winning goal or, you know, it's personalised. Yeah, it is. Now, there is some suggestion that Australia's chief anti-gambling body has called for the NRL now, I don't know what Volandis is going to do about this. He's got to come out and say something pretty mm. forceful mm. Uh, because uh, NRL teams and players to be given the right to withdraw themselves from the use in same-game multi-bets, warning that sports codes are facilita- facilitating online abuse of players. Same-game multi is a type of bet which allows punters to combine multiple selections within one game in the pursuit of a large payout and become part of sports betting vernacular in recent years, mm. largely because... Uh, they are highly profitable for corporate bookmakers. Right. But when a punter, as one of his multi-legs, nominates a player mm. as an any-time try score and that player fails to nab a four-pointer, yeah. online abuse can follow. Now, I had a terrific all-up on just one bet on Kevin Proctor being sent off for biting. Mm. Paid a fortune, obviously, yeah, because well, it had been done 120 years. Exactly. But you get the idea yeah, that I people do, I like do. Callum Ward. Well, well, wasn't it, we, we were saying last week Aaron Woods has Aaron Wood. decided to withdraw Draw from, from social, social media because such is the pressure mm-hmm. that, that's coming on. I mean, and obviously he's come up in same-game multis, you know, if Aaron Woods gets a good try. Yeah, 50 it's a, points. It's a very unlikely thing to happen. Exactly, exactly. For poor old Aaron these days. You know, he's just he's not a try-scoring try machine. Machine. Never has been. You know, that's not his go. <laughs> Uh, but it puts a lot of pressure on him, mm-hmm. you know. So, so I think there's got there, there is something to this HG. Now the trouble is, is the it's as though the players yeah. are somehow participants in something beyond them, which they had no say in, except signing exactly a contract, saying I'll do what the club yeah. asked me to do. Yeah. Now yeah. Sonny Bills cracked this, and he says he won't allow them to, you know. Oh, good. He's taking a stand. He's taking a stand. So you can't put a bet on Sonny Bill scoring a try anytime, anywhere, any day. You can get a bet on him biting, though. Can you? Hmm. Hmm. I think I'd take that. Ah, uh, yes. We uh, can return to that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look, we'll return to that in a yeah, minute. But, yeah, but racing stewards are considering what action 
should be taken against connections of horses that broke Victorian New South Wales border restrictions imposed last month. Now, I think oh, we raised this wow, before. Yes. Victorian horses are meant to stay in Victoria. Yeah. Now, when parts of Victoria were put into stage four lockdown because of COVID-19, Racing New South Wales issued protocols prohibit the transport of horses across the Murray. Yeah. Racehorses have continued to cross the border. What, of their own volition, HD? They've just been... Heading off. Now, I think I'd accept that. Yeah. But they t- tend but to be. But what do you do? What, what's the protocol? If you see a horse and you suspect it's from Victoria and you. You shoot it. <laughs> I mean, we've got to send a lesson. Yeah, I here. suppose. Now, they quote a horse called Fowland from Queen Bean Stable, was nominated for a race in Cowra mm. on August the 15th after transferring from Victorian Stable following a run at Packenham on July the 21st. Oh, man. How's it going to get to Cowra? Well, it, the thing is that they just pointed in a direction, put a nose bag on it, and asked <laughs> yeah, it to follow yeah, its no. nose. Well, well, that could work. You see, that's that's where it all. Could gets you have a hand? Are you allowed to have a handover on the border? So one side of the Murray, here I am with the horse. You're over there. Well, it's an it's a it's national sport. Slap it sport. on the bottom, if off it goes. Yeah, and, and maybe with a sign on it say, "If lost, <laughs> take me to Cara." <laughs> take me to Cara. So what happens here is obviously the horses uh, change stables. Yeah. They don't go so well for one trainer, but, you know, or National Rilla belts them too hard and they pull up, you know, or they, so they have to get out of town. Yeah. Too hot. Yeah. So they go up to Queen Bean and then they're racing from inside Victoria. Yeah. They're coming up to, obviously, New South Wales. New South now, Wales, I notice yeah. there's problems with racing a Mooney Valley, if they're racing a Mooney Valley today, mm-hmm. with certain horses having to be withdrawn because of COVID protocol. Right. Problems. Now, right. this is... This is something There's no I hadn't suggestion, though, that the horses are carrying the virus. There's none. There's none, none is there? And if, if people are reading that into my comments, they're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong. I'm not suggesting for one minute you no. can catch the virus from a horse. You can't. You can't. Now. Well, well, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we, may be, we may be able to in future, but mm. at the moment there's no evidence that you can do it. I tell you Anywhere what. Anywhere in the world. I tell you what, I hope the virus isn't insect-borne. Oh, we, How do we police that? I know. We, we're completely stuffed. Now, okay. uh, according to the stewards, it was discovered by the stewards at the time and the trainer was told the horse could not race and it had to be removed from the stable immediately. The protocols are clear and are in place to protect the New South Wales racing industry against COVID, investigating a number of cases. I come <coughs> back to my point that I started on this show two hours ago, what will stop it? Mm. Nothing. Yeah. We have these protocols and people break them all the time in yeah. all sports, yep, in yep, all yep, codes, yep, yep, yep. and yet yep. no one ever gets to the point of, you know, some sort of dramatic action. Sure, sure. But do we know all the facts here, HG? No, we don't. Did the horse get there of its own volition or was it driven by someone illegally? I don't want to dob anybody in here. No. But I gather that it was driven by someone and that would have to be illegal. It was illegal. Yeah, so okay. it does get a bit tricky there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, right. is a, it is difficult though and, of course, the difficulty is it's a national sport. Yeah, yeah, I know that. But surely the police on the border, when they see someone driving across with a horse float, can say, where are you going? Or what are you doing Or what are you doing here? No, I understand. You know, have you got clearances? Can we see your paperwork? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, is there a suggestion that uh, whoever was dragging this horse into New South Wales (laughs) slipped someone on the border a couple of... Well, tickets? Yeah. Or a bit of an inside knowledge, you know. Well, yeah, in the third at sale. It's going to be hit yeah. <laughs> eight times, you know, right. and right. back that with a multi with Aaron Woods. 
<laughs> on a bike. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Well, that's, a, you know, an excellent thing to think about and I take your point entirely. I think these things have to be registered and have to be transparent mm. and people at post offices have to have, these horses are permitted to travel. Exactly. Because I'm not sure how it works, but anyway, they qualified for the protocol problems. Yeah. What are you looking forward to this week, Roy? Apart from the Horn Zoo fight? Uh, well, that that's the only uh, my my preoccupation here. HG is having is trying to get to the Horn Zoo fight. Oh, no, so I'm going to have to disguise myself as someone uh, and find a boat. Exactly, and that's a beautiful point to leave the bludging on the blind side for this week. See you again next week when once and again we bludge. This is the Church of Football Redemption, bludging on the blind side with the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut. It's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.